0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to um, our well, second ever live on LinkedIn, CM Conversations. And today you are joining myself. I'm Chris Holland, Director of Marketing Communications at Charlton Morris, and Jerome Richards, who's one of our directors of uh, CM Medical, our medical division here. Um, and yeah, today we're going to be talking all about how to nail a virtual hiring strategy um so jerome has obviously been working non-stop in the um in recruitment in, for the last 18 months or so throughout the pandemic when so many companies around the world have had to make decisions about hiring about moving that online um and and he's going to be our expert today so first things first a bit of housekeeping hello to everybody watching us on linkedin you can put your questions to uh, both jerome and i in the comments we were both just chatting about it and said we think that between us, we'll probably be able to handle most questions. Um, <laughs> but if we gracefully brush over any, then um, you, you know why. Um, we will try and get to everything. If you've got any further questions after this is finished, then please do drop us an email at cmconversations at yeah, But yeah, we'll, we'll get straight into it. So I suppose... First of all, Jerome, do you want to um, just give us a bit of an introduction to yourself and and what you do, please?
1: Yeah, thanks a lot, Chris. So, as Chris mentioned, I am the Director of the Medical Devices Division at Charlton Morris. I've been with the company pretty much since we started, Um, and effectively, I lead the division, which is uh, 20 consultants, each focused in particular vertical markets. We recruit globally because we specialize in very niche areas, and the... The past year has been pretty challenging um, for us all. I think uh, I think everyone watching can relate to that. We internally as a business can relate to that. And I think we're going to talk about today one of the fundamental changes that I think has been encountered. By no means is groundbreaking, by the way. I think everyone has hired or interviewed virtually before this. I think it's perhaps maybe the uh, the making a decision element virtually and. Um, candidates and clients alike learning how to adapt to that that's the new element i think i saw a statistic that four in every five interviews are now virtual um at least they were at this point last year so or april last year so there's been a huge increase in that
0: yeah and that's taken um i mean we'll, we'll get on to a couple of i suppose more specific points a little bit later on but i know that when when i was interacting with some of our clients i'm sure it was the same for you That took a real change of attitude, didn't it, to move online?
1: Yeah, because ultimately, there are a lot of things that... I think there are a lot of things that can't be replaced. People might disagree with me on this one, but I do believe face-to-face communication is irreplaceable, to be completely honest. And I think a lot of people in a variety of different job roles and industry sectors are quite keen to get back to operating in a a face-to-face environment. Um, I think... I think there's something that's quite convention about meeting somebody, looking them in the eye and the good old fashioned handshake, (laughs) I think, so to speak. And I think people have lost out on that. And I think if we're looking now in towards virtual hiring and the the actual process itself, there are a number of things that can be lost. I think um, you can see here I'm using my hands as I speak body language to a certain extent is one of those things that can be sacrificed. Um, it's very very difficult to um to to kind of get a sense of what somebody's like the way that they carry themselves the way that they communicate virtually um so that is something that can be sacrificed i'm i'm sat at a desk at the moment whereas in an actual interview I probably wouldn't be um There are also things that hiring companies lose in terms of being able to show a candidate their facilities being able to introduce them to people that they like pass hallways and and things like that so I think that's particularly challenging for companies that may benefit from these things to work, to overcome those obstacles.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it is, um, and I think a lot of when when we when we go back to last year and and those companies were forced to make those decisions for the first time that you know we don't want to stop our hiring plans. We are going to have to take this online. The first things that everybody thought of were those points that you just mentioned there. You know, all the things that are lost. Yeah. How am I going to get a a feel for a person? How am I going to replicate that real life experience and like you say you know you can't but I think as we've moved through the last 12 months what a lot of businesses have shifted to seeing is is the opportunity that comes from it um that comes from interacting in this way um and and the benefits from from hiring virtually so I mean one there that you mentioned was obviously you can't you can't show someone your your facility necessarily you can't take you, you know you can't take them around on a tour but we could very easily, on a Zoom call, quickly race through a few videos of lots of different facilities, and you know you can maybe look at that as an opportunity rather than something lost. And I think that mindset shift is something that a lot of people have um, have, have have really had. So I suppose kicking off then, what what would some of the benefits in your eyes be to to going virtual with your hiring?
1: I think you've you've raised a really great point there. There are some companies. Quite a lot of companies that have fantastic production facilities or showrooms. It's a great opportunity to showcase to a candidate that you're about to hire. Hey, look at what we've got here. It's a two-way, it's a two-way street, a hiring process. Yes, the interview, the candidate being interviewed, wants to showcase what they're about, but also as the hiring company, this candidate may be in contact with a number of companies and you want to showcase what you've got. So sometimes being able to show them what you've got. Um, not being able to do that is is quite a body blow. so something that could be done to replace that is what about the reinvestment or reallocation of resources i I work in an industry where I can see firsthand sometimes what companies invest into their recruitment process in terms of traveling and um, travel expenses and accommodation expenses so that they can meet candidates face to face. this is no longer an expense that they have to, let's say, endure. So perhaps these resources could be reallocated, like you mentioned, Chris, to a virtual tour. Hire a videographer that could show, showcase or form a great video of your production facility or your showroom. So this could be sent to candidates pre- or post-interview and give them an opportunity to see about what a great company that they're, that they're joining. Um, I think another thing as well, and I think for me, this is probably one of the best things, is the speed. Now, we do not need several stakeholders to be in the same room at once. They don't have to travel across the country. It doesn't take weeks and weeks of planning to get C-suite executives to be in the same room because they can be in the same room from their own home. And I think that makes a really critical difference, especially when we're talking about the candidate side of things as well, because the candidate doesn't necessarily have to travel to go to the headquarters or facility for, for an interview. So I think that presents a great opportunity. Something as well that can come from a virtual interview is if a decision maker can't make the interview. This one's a little bit, um, a little bit of a hairy situation, but candidate permitting interviews can be recorded. Um, I'm pretty sure we're recording this now. So if somebody really wanted to watch this back,
0: I really hope we are recording it now. Otherwise, I've <laughs> something something's gone badly wrong. But yeah, yeah. but yeah, it yeah, demonstrates so, the point. Yeah,
1: yeah. So that 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 provides the opportunity for somebody then to to pass it on to a colleague and get a second opinion if somebody can't make that particular appointment. Obviously, there are data protection things that that can be incurred with that. So that has to be with candidate permission. Um, But I think that's a great great avenue and asset as well. Um, And I do believe that it's still, and it has to be, it is a decision-making tool. It does not really replace face-to-face interaction, but virtual interviewing, it definitely has to be, and it has proven to be, a really useful decision-making tool.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and so we'll move on, I suppose, some, to some practical tips in a second. But I mean, a couple of things. Us as a as a recruiter, um, as a as a firm, who actually operate in this space, you know, we've done a couple of the things you mentioned there. We've invested in our own video interviewing platform, and um, and we're now using that on all our searches to try and make that process as seamless as possible. So. You know, we're avoid- whilst whilst it's easy for those those the C suites while be in the room. I'm sure that many people watching this will have had the experience of, um, right? Can you set up the teams call for me, and then can you leave the teams call, and then kind of have the conversation, then can you come back? Um, that <laughs> yeah. you know, even that in itself becomes a major. Yeah. If if it's quite a high pressure situation, and and it's coming to the end of five six stages of interview, and and that's happening, then that that can really cause. Issue and so yeah, we've invested in platforms in CM Video that 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 can that can take that stress out of it, sort of browser-based URL-based um, conversations. And I suppose one other benefit of of this whole one of the the small I suppose wins that has come out the last eighteen months has been the environmental impacts as well. Um, you know that's huge. The the drop in in air travel and and, and business travel for for interviews is. You know, I know it's had a massive effect, hasn't it? Yeah,
1: absolutely. It's the time spent as well. Um, candidates flying um, internationally, cross-country. It can be a lot of time invested. And we're talking about candidates a lot of the time. We're talking about the candidate process. Only one person gets a job. There are three, sometimes four people that will interview and have to go through this process. Um, so, yeah, we're talking about not just money saved, but you mentioned um, a reduction in travel as well. And um, touching on one point that you just mentioned there with regards to the actual, the process, the interview process, I think there are some things that companies have adapted to really, really well. I think we've seen these experiences firsthand. Um, It goes from before the first interview. If we're talking about um, candidate introductions, something I've experienced more recently working with certain companies that the traditional cover letter is what I'm about to move on to. We obviously, part of our role is we source and identify talent and introduce CVs. The traditional cover letter is something that has age old, gone with CVs that have been produced by candidates. We're now experiencing more than ever, a demand from clients that want to receive a virtual um, introduction to candidates. They also want to say, okay, well, with this CV, can I see, can I see the person about to interview, I want to hear them, want to get a feel for what they're like, like we're communicating now. And there's almost a one-way introduction to, to see what a candidate's like, as well as the CV to make the words leap off the paper a little bit.
0: Yeah, and it, it, I suppose if you're introducing that at in an earlier stage as well, from a, from a candidate perspective, if you're looking for a job, it gives a little bit more of the power to you, doesn't it? You're not relying on the recruiter to um, sell you in quite as much. If you're getting the opportunity to pitch yourself, maybe answer questions on video and, and do a solo interview like that, then that's that's a big opportunity. Right, so I'm conscious of time. Uh, we've <laughs> yeah. we've uh, got just over, just over half the time left, so we'll move on to some of the, the practical things. So, Right, Jerome. So I'm a client. Um, I want to nail my virtual hiring process. What, uh, in your experience of, of seeing this firsthand over the last year or so, what would your what are some practical tips that that you'd be able to give a, a hiring manager to making this go as smoothly as possible? So, um,
1: funnily enough, the first answer is going to be a lot of things do remain the same. From I think from an interviewer perspective, um, a lot of the processes remain the same. Obviously, we've discussed a few benefits such as if you wanted to showcase your facility, showrooms, et cetera, how you could incorporate that into the process. But you're still going to go about the preparation and execution of your interview in a very similar way. You'll pick up on body language cues. and um, It would be really important, I think, from a hiring organization to put across your cultural piece. I think if you go into an uh, interview with a company, you might overhear colleagues, you might pass people, you get a feel, physical feel, you get to see about the, you know, even the diversity within the business and what that organization is like because you see it firsthand. I think interviewing virtually, the candidate loses out on that experience and that opportunity. So it's really, really important for you as the interviewer, whether you're from the business or whether you're a HR business partner, to really communicate that and really emphasize what your ethos is, what your values are, and what you're trying to build as an organization
0: So just on that then, would would you even say that um, you could potentially get more people involved in the interview process from the hiring manager side, not necessarily to be involved in the decision-making process, but to, I suppose, show a little bit more of a cross-section of the business, more for the the candidate, the interviewee's benefit?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think you you highlighted a really good point there in the sense, yeah, it could even be sharing experiences, when I recently joined, perhaps in the, the past six months, this is what my experience has been like during the onboarding process. And then maybe speak to somebody that's been with the business for six years to, uh, to share their experiences being with the business as well. I think it's a great opportunity to have people that are within the organization share their experiences working with the business because, like we've discussed, speed is speed is there, speed is available. It's a case of winning an opportunity in guys' diaries to say, okay we'd like you to speak with somebody that might potentially be receiving an offer to join our business, a potential candidate to share what your experience working for the organization has been like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, um, that's really interesting. And that I suppose then leads into quote, which, which we're not necessarily going to get too far into here, but jumps into it, investing in and strengthening that digital and virtual employer brand, doesn't it? And, and, and really, putting time and effort into making that as strong as it can be so that you can give the best impression possible virtually?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think with regards to the comment that we just mentioned, that goes with onboarding uh, to a certain degree as well. There'll be a lot of people, we've experienced it recently, uh, Chris, haven't we? We've, uh, we've both hired ourselves this this calendar year, people into our teams virtually, people that we've not even physically met yet. So we're sharing this experience from an internal perspective as well as with clients we've worked with as well and I think it's important that you can build up that camaraderie with somebody that you onboard and give them the opportunity to speak with people in their department other departments that they may not liaise with but they might have passed in the hallway and feel as part of the business because it can be quite an isolated environment (laughs) really to be completely honest so it's important that we still share those 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 interaction and camaraderie experiences throughout the business
0: yeah absolutely and and so moving on to, I was going to say moving on to the the candidate, uh, if you're a candidate in a a virtual interview, virtual hiring situation, but I was going to ask you some tips on that, but I suppose the tips from this practical perspective probably apply to both sides anyway?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think what I'm about to mention, or even what we just mentioned from the interviewer, what we're going to talk about now would probably would probably apply to both interviewer and interviewee. Um, I think it's mainly maybe the interviewee that might have um, have problems with some of these things. I think the first thing is let's talk about the device that you're using. Um, believe it or not, there are a lot of people that will go with the phone. <laughs> i probably advise that. Um, I think uh, number one tip is is use a laptop. Um, yes, it might not have the camera quality of an iPhone, but it 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 it's stable and it won't fall over. Um, but then, before that, before you even go into a, um, a virtual interview, do an audio visual check. Um, you know, test your Wi-Fi connection. Make sure that there's not going to be a lot of background noise. Some people are unfortunate in the sense that they might live near a train line or have a plane passing overhead. So you can just mention that at the beginning of the interview that that might be an issue with that, but please just carry on throughout. Um, but yeah, I think it's pretty important that you've got stable audio, stable visual, because that is. To a certain extent, still your first impression. This is how the uh, the company is going to perceive you.
0: And just just to jump on that as well, from a um, for anyone who is going to be jumping into a uh, a virtual interview at any time soon, you mentioned the the camera quality of a laptop. There, there are a couple of apps that you can get. Um, I think the Droid Cam for Android or Epo Cam, that's Epocam, That's E P O C A M. Um, for iPhone or iOS that allow you to actually use your phone as a webcam as well, so um, that's a, a nice little tip to to avoid that because, you know, like you say, at all costs, don't do it on your mobile because <laughs> yeah. what you know you'll what you'll end up doing is is either interviewing or being interviewed by a forehead and. That- <laughs> <laughs> that, isn't, yeah. that isn't the best way think, to show off a company, is it? And I don't
1: think, yeah. I think everybody's been in one of those calls where you can only see half of someone's yeah, face. Yeah, so, exactly. Exactly. So, um, on the subject of cameras, is lighting. Um, you know, with regards to uh, the, the backdrop, just try and be in somewhere with with natural light entering the room, but probably not natural light behind you. Because if you've got lots of natural light behind you, although it may look pretty and you might live in a great area, it, it causes glare on the camera so for the person that is speaking with you they can only see a silhouette and it's just probably not the best experience from their perspective and then you end up having to move sometimes mid uh, mid call which which isn't ideal either um but yeah these are these are things that you can control and another thing that you can control as well is the camera being on obviously that goes without saying but some companies and and this is this depends sometimes where in the world you interview where your company that you're interviewing with might be headquartered. Some companies do have the interview with camera off. Um, I think if you ever encounter this, have yours on anyway. Um, they may not prompt you to do this, but it's a virtual interview and it might seem as though it's a bit one way, but that might be their style. Um, so I would always advise, regardless of whether the interview word does or does not have their camera on, have yours on. If it's a, a Zoom link, Teams call, whatever, then have yours on. Um, and as as you're going to be seen, Make sure that um, you're dressed accordingly. Dress as you would dress for an interview if you're going in in person. Um, I think a lot of people have been perhaps maybe dressing a bit more casually. Um, we're both in long sleeve tops right now, Chris. We probably maybe would dress a little bit more formal if we were both in the office. But I think if you're preparing for an interview, dress as you would do um, um, if you're going in for, a, for an in-person appointment. And about the backdrop as well. Some people have some uh, some lovely homes um it doesn't necessarily mean you need to show off all of all of your home, but I think have a good back, a, a good backdrop something relatively neutral maybe it's probably best for me to focus on maybe not what what to not have which might be maybe dishes in the, uh, dirty dishes or dirty laundry in the have a have a an, a mind of, um, of what the uh, the person might be looking at over your shoulder yeah
0: I think as well from a um, just from a visual perspective, I think some people are tempted to. Um, just go for a really plain white background um, you know just against the wall in the spare room or something like that but um, there's a reason that whenever we we turn on the news we see um, bookcases in the background and I know that there's been a lot of analysis of what books are on people's bookcases but it's really good to have I think that little bit of little bit of depth of field and little bit of variety just for just for the, the, the person that you're speaking with because another benefit to this is when we're in this virtual situation you are totally in control of everything that the person you're speaking to sees and so you should really you know if you've got any cards to play you should you should play them and try and make that as appealing as possible but taking that that lighting um that lighting question and other things into account but what about um blurred backgrounds as well i know that's an option on on teams is that something that you you think is a, a good option I think
1: so, yes. Um, this might split opinion. I think it's a great thing to use because not everybody may have the living situation that accommodates for a professional background. Um, some people live in smaller apartments, some people live in studios, and it might just be, I don't have a wall or a backdrop that you can I can use, so I'm going to use a virtual background. And I don't think that's something negative at all if it's virtual. I, I think probably just the traditional blurred one um, works completely fine. And I think ultimately you're not going to be assessed on that if you've selected a blurred one for a reason nobody's going to necessarily question
0: it no absolutely or you might have a bit of mystery about you as well which could make you appeal more (laughs) um (laughs) so (laughs) yeah yeah I, i mean another one that i know that we've spoken about was um which i know is an option on zoom um but you might have to do a more homemade version for other platforms is is hiding hiding yourself is that something you've been advising um candidates to do
1: so I would say yes. I think it's a, a good practice to, uh, to get into the habit of doing. So even on this call that we're doing at the moment, Chris, I've hidden myself. I, I have read, and I believe it's true, that you have a tendency to look at yourself. If you're on a two-way call, you'll naturally be drawn to, oh, what does my backdrop look like? Oh, what do my teeth look like? Um, you'll look at yourself, my hair, etc. I think it's human nature. You'll be drawn to yourself, and you become less engaged in the person that you're speaking to. That being said, you don't always have to look at the person you're speaking to. I've got two panes up now, Chris. I've got you and I've actually got some notes that i prepared for this. But something that is really tricky to do is look into the lens because that is what the person you're speaking to is looking at um, or will see that you're looking at. If I'm looking at part of you on my screen, you're slightly to the left. If I'm looking at the lens, you'll feel as though and it'll come across as I'm looking at you because you're looking at your screen and, and looking at me speak. Um, so that's really good practice as well. If you can get into the habit of doing that,
0: absolutely. Um, I'll jump into um, jump into a question that we've had from from LinkedIn, if if that's all right. And they've asked it. It's from Sherry uh, Sherry Timmons, and she's asked it specifically with regard to medical roles, but I'm sure that this can apply across the board. And she said, if you if you're a candidate for a sales position, um, and the role will involve video calls as part of the job, what are some key I suppose tips, skills, attributes that that can help you in that performance, which I suppose is is not necessarily the recruitment stage, but that next step. So I suppose that's more what what do you use, you know, when you're on video calls?
1: Okay, in in terms of what she could do or what one person could do to improve how they communicate um, during a video call, tips, cues, etc. Just
0: yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think
1: I think ultimately. Preparing for the interview as you would do any other particular interview is quite important. Make sure you're reading up on the company, et cetera. But there are a number of little things that you can do um, that perhaps make you communicate better. Body language is a huge thing. Like I mentioned at the beginning of the call about the old-fashioned handshake and looking somebody in the eye. Unfortunately, we don't get to show that anymore. But you can still show up your character and persona. That's what sales is about a lot of the time. I speak a lot with my hands, as you can see. One thing that Chris has decided to do today is a great point. Um, I don't know if you noticed, know guys, but Chris has actually stood up. I'm sat down, but that's not necessarily a detrimental thing to consider. If you've got the capabilities to have a stand-up desk, you might not have known Chris was stood up if I didn't highlight it. But again, when you interview in person, if you're presenting, or if you're ever asked to present for an interview phase, you are stood up. You project your voice more. You communicate. Your posture's right. Again, you enunciate your words very clearly, and you gesture um, like you would do in a sales pitch. It's very rare that you'd sell sites like, sitting down. Um, so that's another little tip for you as well. So I hope that's answered your question a little bit.
0: Yeah. No, I think it is. I think that's a good answer. And I mean, yeah, as you said, I stood up for this call because I just think that you are, I think you are naturally more inclined to be animated when you're speaking. And it, and it is that more natural thing when, when you are stood up uh, um, rather than rather than being sat down. And um, And I think that in a, in a sales environment, in particular, I think that's a really good idea. And you know, stand-up desks don't have to necessarily be extremely expensive stand-up desks that we've all seen advertised on in our Instagram and, and Facebook fees. There, there's lots of homemade options available. Um, by that I mean boxes. <laughs> um, so so yeah, I, I think that is that. It's a really good point, something to consider. Um, and also, again, going back to how you're coming across on screen, is think about your. The, the technology you're using. You know, we're recording this, so we're both using microphones, and and I've got headphones on here as well. Um, you know, think about how that looks. Think about what you look like, and and really think of the total package of of how you're presenting, how you're presenting yourself.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'd completely agree with that. Typically, I take my calls with headphones. I'm um, I'm I'm living alone at the moment, so I know that nobody's going to burst in the door, and there's not any background noise. But that's only because I'm familiar with this environment. Like Chris has said. Bear in mind the tools that you've got at your disposal. I think wired headphones usually work great. Um, but just taking into consideration all of these factors, um, if you use the Bluetooth uh, Bluetooth AirPods or any sort of Bluetooth earphones, they, they obviously work fine. But I think, yeah, stemming back to the point of preparing as you normally would and doing even a run-through like you probably would do if you were preparing for a face-to-face interview. You might practice and pitch against a mirror, a friend or family, um, with this, you could do a very similar measure, um, a very similar process preparing for a virtual interview. You could Zoom call a friend and say, I want to pitch my or deliver my presentation to you. But rather than do it in person, I want to do it virtually. You can still do a lot of the measures that you would normally go through in preparing for a face-to-face interview, preparing for a virtual one.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, great. Well, I think um, I'm just looking at the time now. I think we've got about um, about two minutes left. I know that there's been a couple of questions that we've had in that I maybe haven't managed to get to. Uh, one from Shilenda about uh, navigating the, an ATS and uh, another one from Alfredo about um, salary and job postings. And I think what we've shown here is that there's some really interesting questions coming in on lots of different topics around recruitment. So we'll certainly be doing more of this. Um, and what we'd really like to see is anybody who who, who hasn't had a question answered and would like a to suggest future topics for us to discuss in this sort of environment, then um, please do get in touch with us. Um, you can you can get uh, into us at cmconversations@charltonmorris.com, um, or feel free to connect with Jerome or I um, on LinkedIn, and and we'd be happy to to put your suggestions into action. I suppose, um, Jerome, have you got any parting words on on the virtual hiring process? Any any. If you had to give one piece of advice that you think would be particularly important for clients, candidates or both, what would it be?
1: I think I think a lot of it does remain the same in terms of preparing as you normally would, dressing professionally and, um, and, and communicating fluidly. And, and body language is going to be a key indicator because I think that's something an interviewer does pick up on. And especially if we're looking at something that might be a customer facing role. As an interviewee, you want to demonstrate how you would perform in that particular environment. But I think the underlying no other, the final point for me is that we have to get used to it. It's a decision-making tool that I do feel will be here to stay. And I think even once we do return to a more face-to-face environment, um, it's going to be utilised more so than it was, than
0: it was before. So it's here to stay. So we all better get good at it. Thank you very much. <laughs> right. Well, thanks very much. Anyway, Jerome, thanks for your time. And everybody who's been watching this on LinkedIn live and everybody who watches and listens to this um, afterwards, when we put it out as a podcast, we really appreciate it. And as I say, we do want your contributions. Um, just a final plug for us, obviously Charlton Morris, we're a mid to senior um, level search firm. We do contracts and permanent recruitment, and we're always looking to collaborate with, um, with, 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 with our audience, be it on recruitment projects, be it on um, our marketing, creating content, or even on projects like this. So please do get in touch with us if you do have anything you'd like to tell us about or you'd like us to share on your behalf. Um, but yeah, that's it from, from us for today. So thank you very much, Jerome, again. And thanks everybody for listening. And um, yeah, that's all.